0: Topics that concern your life, your community, and your safety. This is 5 Info on Arizona's news station, KTAR News 92.3 FM. Here's what you need to know.
1: Welcome to the Phoenix 5 Show, brought to you by the Public Affairs Bureau here at the Phoenix Police Department. I'm your host this week, Ryan Cody, Public Information Specialist here at Phoenix PD. Joined, as always now, by Lieutenant Vince Lewis. Uh, second show back with us here. At the Public Affairs Bureau. It's good to have you. Hey, it's, it's great to be here. Uh, we're also joined this week by Sergeant Brian Bauer, who is, among a lot of other things that you do here at the Phoenix Police Department, our silent witness sergeant. What does that mean and what does that entail for you?
2: In essence, what I am is just a coordinator for silent witness throughout Maricopa County. So it's not just working with Phoenix cases, it's almost any agency within Maricopa County.
1: And as silent witness, I think, you know, we here in the department, a lot of people understand what what that is. But what what does that mean uh, to be a silent witness?
2: Well, silent witness is the ability for the community members out there in the public to be able to uh, help detectives respond to the different cases and close out some of these very significant cases, whether it's homicide, armed robbery, uh, any felony case out there that the citizens might have even the smallest bit of information That can fit that puzzle piece together for the detectives and allow them to close these cases. And be anonymous. And completely anonymous. And there's different ways that you can stay anonymous, whether it's making that phone call into Silent Witness or if you feel more comfortable, you can go on silentwitness.org and submit an electronic submittal form. And it gives
1: that same information to the detective. And the best of all, you still get paid. One of my favorite things about Silent Witness is that it's it's always in the works. Like we we constantly want to be pushing these cases out there. To that end, we have a Silent Witness case of the week. Something that we you know make a point to every week bring out a specific case. So this week we're we have. I don't want to call it unusual, it just might be different than what some people might think because of what was stolen um, and the video that we have. Can you give us a little breakdown about this week's case?
2: Yeah, so every now and then you get that unusual, that really strange case that, that sticks to you. It's, it's one of those that uh, an item happens or something happens in the case that it's so unusual that it just stays in your mind and it becomes the talking point at dinner, uh, conversation piece. So this particular case occurred on Saturday, March 25th, 2023, so it's a recent case. The Dairy Queen located at 51st Avenue and Thomas Road was, fell victim to a theft. They had a very large, about 12 to 14 foot red spoon statue in front of their store that was secured to a little podium. Uh, Somebody came in, three individuals in particular, came over, uh, cut it off of its podium and ended up loading up to the back of a dual axle trailer and driving off with this. Now, what makes this, again, unique is It's not every day you see such a large spoon sculpture. Uh, It's just a simple red spoon, the iconic Dairy Queen spoon. Uh, These three individuals got great pictures of them. You can see these pictures on the flyer at silentwitness.org. Look at Case of the Week. Uh, You can key search DQ or Dairy Queen, and you'll see it there. It's uh, very clear pictures of these three individuals that detectives are looking for.
1: You're not joking. This is just a, a large red spoon. So a
2: large red spoon. Yeah. And again, that kind of goes back to how unique this case is because it has something unusual and it's not the everyday uh, theft that people might see or experience. It has that unique aspect of it that draws attention to it as a case. And we're hoping as silent witness that it draws the attention of the community. So if you see somebody driving down the street with this red spoon, if you see this giant red spoon in the Howley or your neighborhood contact silent witness, uh, again, you stay anonymous, and you can look for up to
0: a $1,000 reward for this. And Sarge, we've had similar cases with uh, unique items. Uh, Even just recently, there was a statue that was taken from a a local nonprofit. Uh, Those types of things stand out in people's minds, and we still investigate them uh, the same way we would uh, any other similar crime, correct?
2: Yeah, absolutely. The detectives are going to use their professional uh, capabilities in, in checking every single aspect of this, and they're going to Look at all the different surveillance cameras, speak with everybody. And that's what is so important about these tips that come in is just like that silent or just like that previous statue that you talked about, um, just the smallest tips in there was able to lead the detectives to the right direction. So it doesn't necessarily lead to finding out who's responsible, but it at least gives the detective a pathway on where to go.
1: And you can go look this up again, silentwitness.org is where you'll find these pictures um, and this surveillance video. But again, like if you see a large red spoon anywhere, that's probably the one we're talking about, right? Because I can't imagine that somebody else would have a spoon that looks remotely like this in their possession for any other reason.
2: I think that would be a safe indicator to say that you probably can help solve this this crime if you see a red spoon somewhere
1: in the city. Silent Witness in general, though. I mean, what what kind of success rate have we seen with this? Uh, it's obviously been around for a long time valley-wide. So um, give us, you know, your pitch for why it's so important to have around.
2: Yeah, so Silent Witness has actually been with us since 1979. In the uh, course of Silent Witness, I mean, we're talking uh, hundreds of thousands of cases that we've come across, uh, hundreds of thousands of them we've been able to help assist in finding the the person responsible, or at least giving a good enough lead for the detectives to track down and close out these cases. And again, like I said, it's not just a Phoenix uh, program. It's a program that every agency uses in the Valley. Uh, We stretch across Maricopa County. So DPS, uh, state police, as well as all the other local sheriffs and different reservation departments all can have access to silent witness. And if you're out there and you're looking at silentwitness.org and you're seeing all these different flyers that have everything, again, from homicide to to felony thefts, if one of those look familiar or you're aware of that case, please contact us and let us know whatever information that you have. It's spanning back, like I said, since 1979. So there's cases from the 80s that still have gone unsolved that we're looking for any and all information that we can possibly get on
0: it. And so it's these reward funds, I don't know if you can go into the detail or not, but they are
2: donated funds. Uh, There's a lot of different ways that Silo Witness gets their their funding. One of them is donations from uh, specific people that want to donate just to Silo Witness. Another one is they do a lot of activities throughout the the course of the year that the public is welcome to uh, join. Uh, One of them that we just recently had was a trivia question. And that was a very successful night where not only did you pay for the trivia question or the trivia table, you were able to do different auctions and all those those monies, the proceeds would go to silent witness. Uh, they also host a golf
1: tournament every year. And the golf tournament, again, it brings in that money that allows for these different crimes to be paid off. I imagine, and, and chime in as well, Lieutenant, on this, because you you were in PAB for a long time prior to coming back, but the satisfaction that you probably get as either a detective or a member of this department when someone provides that just you know, minuscule detail, you know, maybe in their minds that turns up into being the thing that blows the whole case wide open. And you get a chance to actually meet some of the victims, the victims families. How important is it to them?
2: Oh, it's hugely important to them because what the victims are looking for, um, specifically victims of homicide is they just want closure. Uh uh, they're they're more interested in just having closure, making sure that the person that was responsible for the crime is held accountable. And that's what we all can ask for is that if somebody does a heinous crime such as a murder or
0: a homicide, is that they be held responsible and give that family the closure that they and the satisfaction then comes to again with the tipster being able to know and it's privately and it's anonymous and so we'll never share that information with them or right. the public. But um there's also that uh, that satisfaction that the tipster would get, knowing that they actually made a contribution to their community to keep it safe.
2: Absolutely. And you know, speaking of that, we have had several people that have called in, given tips that were very successful, and they declined the money. So it's not something that you absolutely have to have. Um, we've had several cases where they've declined receiving money, and they just wanted to be a member of their society, a member of the community that says, you know what, these are unacceptable crimes. And I'm going to do my part to try to solve. What
1: happens to the money in that case?
2: It just gets recycled and used on another case. Uh, there's also circumstances where uh, different uh, places or if you are a victim or a family member of one of the, uh, the victims and you want to donate your own money to bolster that reward, that's another possibility. It's called a contingency. We have uh, a detective that works with silent Witness that will get those contingencies, get the forms and allow whatever money is donated to go to that specific case. And again, you don't have to be a family member. If you're going through the different flyers and you happen to see a case that really uh, kind of tugs at your heartstrings and you want to see that reward be increased, it's as simple as contacting a silent witness and speaking to one of the detectives or the police assistant saying, you know what, I really want to put X amount of money onto this case and try
1: and again the worst thing that could happen if you call and you have a tip is that it doesn't solve the case. There's your name's never getting out. Uh you can be assured of that. Um and the best thing that could happen is you could help solve the case, bring closure to someone, uh bring property back to a uh, specific business or or property owner in general. So really I, there's no, you know, I don't think it's ridiculous to say there's no downside here. Like if you think that you know something, uh call that number. Yeah, saying
0: anything at all, you don't know that the information that you have could be combined with somebody else's tip to make a full uh, uh, lead you know uh, we used to talk about this in the intelligence community is that you have a piece of the puzzle that fits somebody else's piece and unless you share them we're never going to be able to make that connection so I would encourage anybody with any information at all whether or not they think it's important or even uh, consequential if it has to do with a tip you never know when that gold nugget might be the one that actually breaks this thing wide open
2: and I do want to speak a little bit about how the program is anonymous. I know there, there's a lot of questions and a lot of concerns about, is this truly anonymous? So kind of in a nutshell, how, it's, how it goes is once you make that phone call or you submit that online tip, uh, an automatic number is generated to your case. So you're not known by a name or an address or a phone number. It's known by a number that was pre-generated. Uh, and when you do your follow-ups you use that number to log in and that's how the detectives that's how everybody at Silent Witness knows you is based on a number not a name not an IP address or anything like that it's just a number that you use that's unique just
1: for you. so you're anonymous even to the detectives themselves yes. so so there's not a human on this planet that's going to you know know your name based on your tip
2: exactly but we do also caution a lot of people that when they use the service uh, especially the online service is it allows you to type in the message, whatever synopsis that you might have on on what crime that you're trying to provide a tip for. Uh, we warn everybody to make sure that you don't use personal identification information on those tips. So don't say something that might be able to identify you as that tipster. Be as mm-hmm. generic
1: and general as possible. It's... Don't use your birthday as like the the number that you choose or... Especially your social security number, word. <laughs> you know, if you were
2: to type it in that I live in this neighborhood and my neighbor in the red house did X, y, and Z. Oh. now you just distinguish that you are this individual's neighbor. So right. there's a lot of ways to to do it. That's why if you prefer to make that phone call, we have a call center that's based in Texas that will be able to to type it out on your behalf.
0: And it's the same information will go to the detectives. And Sarge, are the insulated or having to go to court and testify when this case goes to court?
2: Yeah. So like you said, because it's anonymous, it doesn't go to court. It doesn't go to trial for the tipster. Uh, they're only known by a number. So
1: the judge, the defense attorneys, the prosecutors, they don't know anything about this individual. Uh, let's talk about this case one more time. Give, give our listeners uh, what they're looking for and the suspects that we're looking for.
2: So this, again, occurred March 25th, 2023, so it's recent. It's about 5.30 in the morning. We're looking for three different suspects. We're looking for uh, two Hispanic male suspects, about 5'8 each, uh, one approximately 180 pounds, a little heavier set, one 160 pounds. And we're also looking for a third subject who's a Hispanic female, approximately 5'6", 120 pounds. Uh, Again, all three of their pictures are up on Silent Witness, so if you want to get a, a face to To the name and description, please go to thesilentwitness.org and look at these photos. It also has a vehicle. It's a a very unique black Chevy uh, 2500 HD lifted vehicle with black rims pulling a dual axle flatbed trailer, which this giant spoon was put on top and and driven away from. But uh, again, this red spoon, it it should stand out. It belongs to uh, Dairy Queen, so it's that iconic red Dairy Queen spoon that we're all looking for. Uh, we're just trying to find answers, trying to get these people responsible and really be able to return this property to its rightful owner.
1: Well, please let us know if you know anything about that. Uh, we're out of time here on the Phoenix Five O show. So for Sergeant Brian Bauer, Lieutenant Vince Lewis, we appreciate your time and have a great day.
0: You've been listening to Five O Info on Arizona's news station, KTAR News 923 FM. For more about Silent Witness, Go to silentwitness.org. That's silentwitness.org. Or call 480-WITNESS. That's 480-948-6377.